Left. Right. Yo, what is up? Sip talk. Excuse the beeping noise in the streets and the suburbs. Make noise. Uh, but this is the Matt Gates and Pet Peeves episode. Give it a listen. Let me know what you think. And uh, also, when it comes to pet peeves, let me know in the comments. DM me your biggest pet peeves. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 Welcome to episode 92 of Sip Talk. My name is Justin DiGiulio, joined by David Boswell, political scientist, and James the Bosnator Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina. James is a philosopher accountant, bartender. What am I missing, James? Uh, Professional referee. Oh, professional referee. James keeps the rules. Um, I think it's it's wild how somehow you went from philosopher to accountant as if there's some correlation. (laughs) Uh, Um, Peter, Peter, will you please get a job? Why? Why? (laughs) Um, So, uh, Welcome for you guys who are listening. Obviously, we're getting a late start if you guys regularly tune in. If you tune in and you do not already follow us on YouTube or any of the audio podcast platforms, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and follow this channel. We would greatly appreciate it. And the production quality is a hair better across those platforms. Um, And you can watch and listen whenever you'd like. So, uh, we are joined by David Boswell out of Sacramento, California, the political scientist. Is that your official designation once you graduate with a political science degree? I guess so. I also have a Spanish degree, so I don't know what that would be. Spanisher? Muy bien. Ciencia political. So uh, we got a few things we're going to talk about today. I want to... So I... I put a question out there on Instagram this week asking for more pet peeves from people. So I want to cover some pet peeves because as always, they're funny ones. And pet peeves are just things that drive people fucking insane. And they're usually just stupid shit that other people do. And I think if we continue to draw attention to these things, people will stop doing dumb shit, or at least some people will catch themselves doing dumb shit. So change in the world, 18 viewers at a time, 18 viewers at a time. Uh, we get some listeners too. <laughs> um, either way, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on a little cocktail here. What are you drinking uh, over there on the left coast, David? Left coast, very appropriately. I've got a Jeff's Joint Red Blend. Uh, it was a four dollar pick up from Grocery Outlet, so it fit the bill yesterday when I needed it most. You bought a four dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, I try and keep most of my bottles of wine under $5 at Grocery Outlet. You can find some really good stuff there, though. Well, that's expensive by Spain standards. Oh, yeah. Guys, I've never, I've never had a decent bottle of wine for, for less than 10 bucks. Have you had a decent uh, second bottle of wine for less than 10 bucks, though? <laughs> probably. Probably. Uh, and and that's, a good, that's a good life lesson. When you're serving people drinks, you're serving people anything, really. You serve the best first, especially when it comes to alcohol, so people can taste it and enjoy it. And once they got a little alcohol in their system, you can let it slide a little bit. So that means your expensive bourbons and whiskeys up front, and then your Evan Williams afterwards. Most people aren't going to know the difference. Um, so uh, we have Rashed Galeb, uh, our former producer, and he is monitoring us. He's monitoring the live feed. So if you guys have questions, um, <laughs> actually, there's a funny question right now through TikTok. How often do you guys drink? Um, <laughs> well, it depends so, on how you define drink. <laughs> well, how do you define drink, James? Well, if you have a one or two drinks in a night, I don't consider that drinking. For me, like <laughs> definition of drinking is when you're drinking with a purpose. <laughs> Uh, other than hydration uh but so uh, i think anytime you can there's i guess it, it 
it's by the definition of the, the person asking the question. But I think two drinks is an acceptable amount to drink any day, any time throughout the day. You go out for lunch, you have two beers, you can come back to work, you should feel fine. You should feel fine. If you don't feel fine, then maybe you stick to one beer or no beers. But uh, outside of the dieting that I've been doing recently, I pretty much have a drink every day. <laughs> Which I don't think that's bad. You know, I have a beer at lunch or uh, maybe a, a glass of scotch when I get home or something like that. But, uh, but that's it. And now there are some times when we do the podcast which is twice a week where I'll have four or five, six, a drink, six drinks, but that's, it's been a while since we've really gone hard on the podcast. I think the, the last time that we really tuned it up was uh, the election night. Yeah, possibly. Rosh caught me one of the times he, he watched the podcast and he's like, you were, I could tell you were getting a little toasted towards the end, but you managed to hold it together very nicely. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's the idea. That's the idea of the podcast is that you get to hear some conversations where we're not really holding back. We're not worried about political correctness. And I think it's important to be able to show. And then the videos get taken down. And then the videos get taken down like episode 90. Um, but I think it's important to have conversations where people don't really give a shit. You're getting honest, you're getting honest dialogue, which probably that's why our last episode got taken down. Uh, even though I, I still even I as much as I was the one that took the brunt of that podcast episode, I still did try to appeal it and try to get it try to get it reposted. Um, they take it down. Why do they take it down? I can't say. Were you promoting too much vaccine misinformation? <laughs> <laughs> we we did not talk about any. Yeah, it certainly wasn't me in the derv. Uh, I don't think we we had any disinformation uh, on the episode at all, actually. Um, but so, so I want to, I want to get into the topic and then we can bullshit a little bit because the last episode, James and I were talking about this guy called Matt Gates, and I think his parents called him that first. And apparently he did some bad stuff and he's in trouble. I know nothing about it. I happened to see a headline uh, earlier today in regards to him. His name popped up. He was a goofy looking guy. I didn't read the article because I figured we'd talk about it tonight. I know nothing about this guy. So so, David, who's Matt, Matt Gates? Why uh, do I feel like I already have an opinion on him, even though I know literally nothing about him? Well, I try not to have violence in politics, but he does have a supremely punchable face. He's just so smarmy looking and probably his the most personality backs that up. Definitely up there. Um, Matt Gates, he is a former uh, state legislator. He made the jump up to the big leagues in 2016 with uh, the rest of the MAGA crowd and really has just established himself as a very, very ardent supporter of Trump and his policies and so really it, just anything to, to own the libs and MAGA. That, that's very much his brand. Okay. So what state? Florida. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and you said he's a, what, what is he in Florida? He's a congressman. He's a congressman. Okay. Panhandle. Uh, I was going to say what, what district? So Northern Florida. Very, very conservative. That district will not go blue anytime in our lifetimes, probably. Um, Florida Panhandle is basically Southern Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the vibe that I get when I, when I think of it. Um, so you got a lot of, you got a lot of Trump supporters down there. Yeah. Um, and then, which is hardcore Republican, hardcore religious, um, and and he's echoing what his, you know, what his constituents want, right? To an extent, he has the distinction of being one of very few members of Congress that has actually never gotten a bill passed into law, and that's kind of weird after four years, especially when they had such big majorities when they started back in sixteen. Uh, so he's really not doing a whole lot in the interests of his district, but because it's so red, he is doing what they want. They just, they want him to go out and fight and punch. And it doesn't matter if you're actually bringing anything back to the district. That's, that's not their concern. How old is he? 38. Okay. That's not too young. I, I, I saw this picture. I thought he might've been like late twenties. Um, but I don't, I don't see any hardcore Republican areas electing anybody young. Uh, um, let's, North, there's a few North Carolina elected Madison Cawthorn he's only 24 25 I think wow how did he pull yeah. that off well he he's attractive he is clean cut 
uh, and he's disabled and he, it, it works. Um, he got the endorsement from Trump and in that district, that was enough. That's all he needed. Interesting. Okay. So got Matt Gates. He's a pretty right wing guy, super conservative. Um, he's 38 years old. Yes. Why are we talking about him? It goes back to a very obscure government position called the tax collector uh, in Florida. And somehow he was buddy buddy with Joel Greenberg, who was indicted last year. And that's how this whole thing spun out was the investigation starting there with him kind of investing from the office. And then it just took on a whole new life. So Gates and Greenberg, they're good buddy buddy. It's kind of weird though, because Gates's district is up here in Panhandle and the tax collector in Seminole County, which is Orlando, which is in the middle. So like, there's really not much of a reason why he would spend so much time there. But uh, but now, now we know why. Yeah, now we know why. Um, there's a lot to unpack in the story and how it came to be. But the, the long and short of it is let's get let's get to the short of it because I'm I you, I have no idea why sex this trafficking investigation because allegations coming out of this investigation that Matt Gates had sex with a 17 year old and paid for her to accompany him across state lines, which gets into federal territory, which is really really bad. Um, there's also the other allegations of paying women for sex through a website called Seeking Arrangement. It's, uh, it's a sugar daddy site where it's not always money for sex, maybe vacations or dinners. It's very close to escorting. Um, but that's if people want to do that. I, I, I know absolutely nothing about that world. So I, I, is that legal? Um, in the sense of no money changing hands, yes. If you start to do this with minors, giving them anything of value, it becomes trafficking. But the prostitution is the exchange of money. And in some jurisdictions, there are bigger prohibitions on that than others. I mean, so, but, uh, so he was, Nevada, he was, it's legal. So he was sleeping with a girl that was under 18. Allegedly. That's the, the allegation. Okay. And this hasn't been confirmed? like the 17 he, he's denied that he's over, well, what over is, and over what has she said and i imagine maybe we don't she hasn't said anything we don't know who she is we don't know who she is okay no. so this feels like pretty weak allegations i feel like no no it's not okay if, if uh, so so someone's accused him of sleeping with a 17 year old her, her she seems to not be involved her parents don't seem to be involved well she's a minor so she probably has some legal protections of her identity um, additionally, this is something that the investigation into his behavior actually started when Trump was president, um, and the investigation was opened up by Bill Barr's Justice Department, and Bill Barr disliked and distrusted Matt Gates enough that he never wanted to be in the same room as him. Interesting. Okay. So this is not like a Democratic takedown. This started while Trump was president, and there's also allegations that like on the floor of congress gates was showing pictures of like naked women to people on the congress floor of like hey man check out this naked chicken <laughs> there's also allegations that when he was in the florida state house he uh, had a game with other uh, legislators where they got points based on who they would hook up with like 10 points for a lobbyist 20 points for a female legislator so there's a lot of this behavior that's been reported on for a long time with him. And now it's just really, really gaining some traction. People are looking a little bit closer at those past stories. Like we all knew something was wrong here, but that's um, the matter. Here's another thing that I just heard today is that Trump initially wanted to defend Matt Gates because <laughs> Matt Gates has been so loyal to him and I don't know who it was that talked him out of it, but basically Trump had to be talked out of defending Matt Gates because the allegations are that bad. So grab him by the pussy and just walk away. <laughs> no, 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 no. Trump, Trump was okay with it. Trump was gonna go was gonna go to bat for him, and somebody said no. Okay, well, this is a right. bad idea. So, but but basically, it sounds like he's kind of a douchebag, and. He's the distillation of like, every negative stereotype about a frat boy. Yeah. Um, and he's super entitled. His dad was a legislator in Florida before. It's a political oh, dynasty. Oh, he got a DUI when he was in his mid-20s or something and like got bailed out by his dad. 
Yeah, so I mean, I don't think of a, you know a DUI is a serious crime. You know? No, but it's getting bailed out and not having to suffer consequences from it. Well, yeah, fair, fair enough on that. That's you know, it's not fair for everybody else. And and but uh, so it just it sounds like I I'd like to know more about the underage thing. It just sounds like he's kind of a dickhead and he's in the public eye. Yeah. And he and and then you know he may have. But if I were in the public eye, they wouldn't find me sleeping with seventeen-year-olds, dude. That's that—that's the the weird part. At thirty-eight years old, I'm I'm not in the public eye, and I still don't sleep with seventeen-year-olds. Three years ago, he was thirty-five, and she was fourteen. You know, like that, it's that's... hard to know specifics about it because this relationship happened two years ago. So she was seventeen at the time when this was happening. Okay, she's well, over eighteen but... at this point. Okay, but either way, yeah, you get somebody in his 30s, mid 30s, hooking up with somebody who is like still in high school, high school, junior in high school. Dude, that's so weird. I I, like, I, as far as I know, we all went to the same high school. I just, I don't know how, like, I just can't imagine like a 16, 17 year old girl talking with somebody that's like, you know, uh, approaching 40. That's like fucking weird, dude. When I worked at the bank, I felt awkward whenever I was helping like teenagers open up their first bank account with their parents. There, it's like it just feels weird to be talking to you. Well, but exactly. And no, even when that- I was in college, like if, when I was a freshman in college, like the idea of even trying to date like a senior in high school, like that's one year difference. But it's just as soon as you're out of high school, basically you don't touch high school. So uh, yeah. just just heads up, you guys are all watching. Um, we're talking about Matt Gates. And if you're watching on Instagram or Facebook and you have questions, throw them in the comments. Rosh will let us know in our uh, in our group chat. Uh, so I see some questions coming through, but I can't quite see the the feed. So throw the questions out there on Instagram and Rosh will forward them our way. Uh, but the fact that you feel a little weird, you know, in my thinking, is, David, is is like the right approach. And then you have to, you know, like figure out your way to navigate around that. But you know, because it is like, it's a, it's a weird situation, um, men and women and feeling weird, I think is probably the appropriate response because if you don't feel weird or you don't notice anything's off, oftentimes you're that creepy old dude putting your hands on the young lady and not picking up on the, the social cues that like something's a bit off. So, I mean, that's me and I'm, I'm more introverted and definitely, you know, very socially awkward. I, you know, I spent a lot of time not trying to be socially awkward and picking up and reading social cues and things like that. And I've gotten very good at it, but there's often times where I'm like, this is new. I don't quite feel comfortable. What should I be doing? Um, But, but I think it's the people that kind of coast through and naturally don't pick up on any of this stuff. Um, Like that's, that's where it gets. Well, I think to tie it back to Matt Gates, I'm, I'm going to go out on the limb here and say that he knew exactly what he was doing. This is not socially awkward. Like, oh, it turns out I thought you were older. No. That actually gets to one of the other really weird stories about the whole Florida tax county collector. Uh, people would turn in driver's licenses and they would just toss it into a bin and then they're supposed to shred them. One of the employees in the tax county office said that they saw a video of him and Gate, uh, Joel Greenberg, the former tax collector who's under indictment, um, planning a plea deal that happened today very weird news conference probably he's turning. probably gonna flip but oh definitely gonna flip but they would go in and then it, there's this video of them like messing around with the ids on the desk which definitely seems to confirm what james is saying like he knows that she was underage he had to get her an id that she could use so they they could go out wait wait that no what yeah no 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 hold on i think i, I think you're most of the way correct on this story where there, there's video of the, the tax collector, Gates's associate, like taking IDs. But I think it was that like he used that as a way of like the, the IDs were turned in for a reason. It wasn't just like an expired ID or something. It was like seized IDs where like it might have been some like minor legal trouble. And, the, and that's why the, the ID was turned in. And I, I think it might have been that like the tax collectors like these are all like young women that have some legal problems or whatever. I might have leverage over them. And then, and then share the, in, uh, what, basically what you said is people go to the DMV or whatever, or whatever reason, some department gets a hold of people's IDs 
And then they happen to see this girl's ID and and give it to Matt Gates. I don't that this doesn't is, sound plausible well, to me. It's Joel Greenberg, who was the tax collector. He had access to the, those IDs. So that part is very plausible. There's a very straight line connection there. Matt Gates was in Seminole County in the tax office with him at points. Okay. Which again, so, it's so weird. basically the, 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 guy, the guy's got a bunch of women young young women or just people but he's selecting the the hot hot young chicks super young chicks and saying here's a bunch of people that could benefit from knowing you is that is that what you're alleging here because that seems improbable to me no i don't i don't think i don't think that's what it is i think that they used the ids that were seized as fake ids for the no and that's that's i'm reading i'm reading the news article right now and it says Prosecutors say they, they can prove that Greenberg was working to make more believable fake IDs. Okay, so he was supplying younger girls with fake IDs. Um, that that'll probably come out in court. All right. Well, ah, uh, <sighs> there's a lot of unknown unknowns. Right but now. that's what I mean. The thing is that there's a certain level of just being a scumbag that. Uh, <sighs> That it just doesn't carry well through life. Like it sounds like you know this this guy is just a dick, and then some shit blows up, and everybody, we have no idea. And we're just like, well, like, you know, obviously the guy was doing something shady. And even if he wasn't doing something that shady, it was still shady enough. And it, he's kind of a scumbag. So, and the people it might around not be him, illegal, but it's weird. Yeah, but the no, people, what he was doing is legal. But the, the taking the IDs was definitely illegal. Well, that was that was more Greenberg than Gates, and I guess again we're, yeah, we're still yeah, going to yeah. hear more about that. But for Gates, right now, the biggest thing that he's worried about is a seventeen-year-old. The rest of it, like you can find gray lines there where giving money and stuff, uh, gifts to people isn't doesn't quite cross but, that line. But it's a seventeen-year-old that's going to fry. Okay, that, but if that turns out to be true. And let's it, what it is is he was the, what it boils down to. He's a guy's a fucking scumbag, and he was sleeping with a girl that's way one illegally young, and then two. You guys, you guys see Rosh's uh, comments here, right? So, but so what it boils down to is he was sleeping with a girl who was way younger than him, and basically, um, effectively a child. That's the fucked up part. Yeah, you can that's... say, you can you can turn it any way you want and say it's sex trafficking because they cross state lines together. That's all bullshit as far as I'm concerned. It's not like he was bringing people in from other countries and trafficking them in as prostitutes. Um, He was just sleeping with somebody who was a child. So we can call it sex trafficking, but at the end of the day, he was sleeping with a child. So I don't don't, don't care if if he took her to Georgia or if they went to Denny's. Either way, he was fucking her. Like, that's the fucked up part. So when you call it sex yeah. trafficking, to me, to me, that's distracting from the topic because then you're like, well, you know, what was he doing? And then when you find out that he wasn't trafficking in women for prostitution, you're like, oh, well, then it's not, you know, it's not that bad. End of the day, he was sleeping with a minor and he's a scumbag. Yeah. So that's, that's that's, pretty, okay. So uh, pretty tight distill, distillation of the issue. Yeah. And Let's put I, this out to the audience um, and just see if anybody else has heard about this news story, what their thoughts are on it, if they if if we're getting anything wrong here, and also like, but, but especially the, uh, for the females out there. Yeah. How, I, how do you feel? Like, think about the time that you were seventeen. How would but, you respond if some dude that's in his mid thirties was hitting on you? Yeah, that's that's a really that's a really good way to put it. And and I was reading an article today about something to do with Hugh Hefner. And basically how any of the women that moved into the house had to have already slept with him in order to move in. Um, and there's a lot of gross things about the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, but, you know, then I was I was thinking. So what James is saying is imagine you're 17 and you got a 35 year old guy hitting on you at the time. He was 35, right? Let's call it that. Yeah. Um, which again, three years before he was 32, 33 years old and you were 14. Um, like that's just weird, man. Uh, but the, the age gap thing, which we've talked about before that gets, it's all really perspective, you know, and, and, uh, it's just, I mean, we're all in our thirties and like looking that far, 
on the other end of the age spectrum is like fucking weird. So and it then, makes me feel particularly gross just to even think about what he doing the same things, hitting on the 17 year old. Like that just that skews me out just even thinking about that. But but then think about it like you're a mid 20s, early 30s uh, playboy playmate sleeping with somebody in their 70s and 80s or yeah. 60s even. Well, you know, that was Hugh Hefner's thing. But the thing is, I don't there's a I big don't, difference there. There is a big difference. There's a huge difference, but I'm just tying it into the age gap, which, you know, I don't think it's as bad at that, at the older ages of things. And also I think it's less on Hugh Hefner. I feel like anybody who's kind of getting in and around him, you know, into the mansion or around him kind of knows what the game is. Yeah. And also there's a huge difference between, age 17 and even age 21 or 22 exactly which is which is why when you contextualize somebody who's 33 34 35 years old with someone who's 17 17 is a child yeah so and i i you know i see there's a decent number of women on uh on tiktok i don't have any ages but i feel a lot of people just i see a lot of people saying i feel disgusted and again where are the parents What's going on? And yeah, I mean, just think like you can't put the, this on the parents. You you can't put this on the parents, but to a degree, like I don't know the family dynamic there. I don't know what was going on with with the girl. We don't know who she is. She could have easily just lied to her parents about what she was doing. Exactly. And how would they have been able to find out? This and is they, not on the parents. Yeah, exactly. But like if the parents were aware that their 16, 17 year old daughter was hanging out with somebody who's in his mid thirties, uh, that would be, that would be a, a bit. I'm like, sure the parents didn't know. And if they did, they would have done whatever they could to stop it. What could you do to stop it when it's a Congressman though? Like that's the, <laughs> uh, well, you could call the local newspaper and say, Hey, this 35 yeah. year old Congressman's hitting on my 16 year old daughter. 17 year old yeah, daughter. Got, I've gotten that a might, one that might get you. it done. <laughs> Yeah, this is oh, going to go on A1. Um, Above the fold. Yep. But uh, it's just, it, like, I'm thinking I'm in my mid-30s. This other guy is in his mid-30s. He's a prominent public figure, and he's hanging out with 16-year-olds. Like, that's fucking weird. If I had a friend that was, that was a dude hanging out with, with 15, 16, 17, 18, 19-year-olds, like, if he's that, not. 19 himself yeah no what, what do you mean he's not 19 himself my 30 well, 35 year old friend no i'm saying like if he's not the same age oh yeah no i'm saying somebody who's my age oh okay yeah, yeah. mid-30s hanging out with somebody who's in their teens anything even like i have people in my office that sometimes like we'll go out and you know who are on the younger end i'm like oh are you it it is so foreign for me to have to turn because you know we go out for lunch or something in the office and i'm just like all right let's get some drinks and then i have to be like oh sometimes oh are you uh are you 21 because we have some, some we don't have that many young people that work in my office um but you know every once in a while especially like with the interns uh i'm just like oh are you are you 21 um because you know but that's a very foreign feeling for me uh but still, I can't imagine somebody being four years younger than that. Like, that's that's very yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I don't know if we're getting any more questions about. Uh, so just a comment here. I don't know the full story, but what if she lied to the 35 year old? That doesn't matter. How old she was. <laughs> she says, no, I'm 22 or something like that. That doesn't matter for the the crime no (laughs) it's not a a defense but i mean i just it's it's very difficult to and and that's how removed i am but somebody who's 17 years old how old what are they going to say they're 22 23 even if they're 21 like that's hey she probably had a fake id (laughs) (laughs) well clearly that's that's what it sounds like Um, (laughs) so she could say she was 25. Yeah, she could say she's 25, but still, like, what are the ta- what are the physical tastes that you know attributes that this guy was physically attracted to? 
um, because but let's not answer that question. Well, but I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like, you know, and then also what were the, you know, what other traits that uh, this guy's a politician, this is a 16, 17 year old girl. Like what, what are they talking about? But <laughs> so you're, 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 we're trying to guess the mindset of somebody who, again, is just the distillation, distillation of all negative frat boy stereotypes. When I, hold up. Here, listen to this. When I, was, politics of MAGA. when I was 26, I was lied to and engaged to an 18-year-old. He told me he was 23. Interesting. And that's that's through TikTok. So I you know, I get it. Like I remember being in high school with guys that looked like they were 25, especially like when it came to wrestling. Like we'd go to these these, you know, we grew up pretty much in a pretty suburban leaning rural area. And Big we gay would, Al. <laughs> what's that? What's that? Al, 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 Al uh Desandro? Agostino. Uh, Agostino. He just yeah. always appeared like a super old adult to me like, i remember walking in sixth grade and seeing just like tower over for people uh but but yeah we would we would go to these wrestling <laughs> meets to these these schools where you had like these farmer kids that looked like they were 25 28 years old and they were huge and uh and we had to wrestle them and, and i would get my ass kicked i was a terrible wrestler actually i didn't really i never got my ass handed to me but i didn't know any moves so like i would just lose by points what, what about uh the the farmer girl that you wrestled uh, don't, don't uh, that was I, the thing is i didn't i didn't know any wrestling moves and I, I didn't want to put my hands on this girl in a mean way and i you know that was a that was a bad wrestling match that's a super awkward dynamic for well, a that, male wrestler to be in. It, it's just, it's just strange. I don't. Well, it's lose lose because if you win the match, you're like, congratulations, man, you beat a girl. Which I did and- not. I did not win this, this wrestling match as a girl. I literally, I was stunned the entire, the entire match. I didn't want to, want to hurt her. And which you know, like, and now, and now we're getting into these sports where we have these transgender athletes competing against uh female athletes which it's mostly the, the, I, the, I i've heard fewer men complaining that a girl you know uh, someone who used to be a girl is now a boy is you know wants to compete with us it's mostly on the women's end saying someone who's a man who's turning into a woman is competing yeah against but us. this is a controversy really devoid of any actual underlying problem because when you ask the GOP legislators can you actually point to examples they come up pretty much empty-handed I can point to a few but not at the high school level they're at the at the higher levels um, in certain disciplines there have been trans women athletes that have competed and done very well and some of the biological females and be like yo what's the deal with this I can well, point to two examples. So I, well, I, I saw a personal testimony on, on TikTok or somewhere, or maybe it was Twitter of a girl that said she, she should have been first place, but she was second place and she was beaten by someone who was originally biologically a, a man. But the way that I, I look at things is people are, it's, I, I think we have a lot more time that's going to pass before we run into this issue more often. I definitely think it will be an issue, but people want to complain no matter what. Um, you know, and it's like know. the bathroom bill in North Carolina. The, the issue is never about bathrooms. The issue is about otherizing transgender people, and it's just it's really vicious. Dude, first not, off, they're not coming up with these policies because they want to help the women. They're doing it because they just want to punish transgender people because they disagree with their lifestyle. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. First off, all bathrooms need to be unisex bathrooms. And the stall, the stalls need to go from the floor to the ceiling and be more private. I don't know. I like. I really like to find out these companies that produce the bathroom stall doors that like have a huge seam in between the door and the wall and yeah, don't go like that wide. Yeah, and they don't go floor to ceiling. Like I don't like. If you go to Europe, every bathroom Everything. stall you go to. Yeah. Like, are you really saving that much money by skimping on like one foot of plastic on the floor and three inches of plastic on the seam? Is that really like outside your budget? But how is there not more pushback in the United States? Like, and I also think that, and this is a bit of a a further ask, but that all bathrooms should have some type of sound system in there. Like, get a fucking Alexa dot or something and let Um, let it just play. I'm pretty sure Japan does that. And they've been doing that for the longest time. Um, did I, did I ever tell you about my Japanese bathroom experience? No. <laughs> so, so 
anytime you walked up, this is in the ho- one of the hotels in, in Tokyo, it, when you would walk, when you'd approach the bathroom door and you'd walk through like the, what do you call it? Uh, the door? Doorway, the door, you walk through the doorway, uh, the light would come on. <laughs> the light would come on and you would be greeted in Japanese. So I don't, you know, I don't know any Japanese, uh, <laughs> but it would say like, Konnichiwa, and the light would, and the light would fade on. I don't want to have a conversation with something I'm about to poop into. So, so you close. <laughs> I'm you sorry, clo- you too, you know too much. <laughs> so you you close the door, you close the door, and then there the the seat was it, it, you couldn't manually upper uh, lower or or uh, or raise the seat, so you had to push some buttons. So either way, pushing some buttons, I, the seat and I I got the seat to go down. So I'm taking a crap in Japan, just chilling out. Looking at looking at the buttons, figuring out what I what I do next. There's no flusher, so I you know I, I take care of myself. I get some dry paper, I clean my ass, and I start to push some buttons. All of a sudden, it just says something, and a fucking jet stream starts shooting. That's it's it's this bidet feature. I wasn't ready for it. I left off the toilet. I left off the toilet, and now it's. I mean, it it was a jet, man. It's spraying against the fucking ceiling. And I'm pushing all the buttons, trying to avoid the, the jet. <laughs> and they're all in Japanese. Everything's it's, it's all Japanese characters. It was and there's no symbols like, you know, a, a seat up or a seat down. It was one of the it was one of the weirdest, most foreign uh, experiences of my life. And uh, I don't remember what I did after that. It was the only bathroom I encountered in Japan that was like that. But you only went to the bathroom once. So I, <laughs> I was I was only I was only there for four days, so. Depending on how I was eating with a little jet lag, maybe maybe I wasn't uh, as regular as normal. But it was a weird it was a weird experience. Um, all right, guys, you want to hit some pet peeves, or you want to you want to you want to wrap up on Matt Gates here? I think we covered Gates pretty well. Um, I, I said we dive into some pet peeves. Cool. There's a, a comment here, real quick, that says any time a person lies in a relationship, they're trying to coerce someone into accepting. Uh, they're in the wrong. The lying thing, I is it coercion? Is it coercion? I see. I, I, see, I see. I see that point. But sometimes it's just you don't want to own up to something shitty that you did. I don't know if that's coercion. I, coercion taking, carries some kind of like force or consequence to it, it. Well, it's it's taking away their agency to be presented with the facts and make a decision based off of them. So in that sense, it is very deceptive and I can see it. I think you can make a good argument. That coercion. Co- I was right. So coercion is compelling a party to act in an involuntary manner by use of threats or force. Okay. Well, what, what would you lying, call it? Li- lying to somebody in a relationship isn't coercion because there's no threat or force. You, it, It's deception. And it, there's i guess promissory estoppel but it's not coercion because coercion is going to be you're going to do this or otherwise there's going to be some kind of negative consequence whereas if you're lying to somebody they're acting on their own free will it's just misinformed it's and deceptive it's not- and it's it's taking away it, it, it's it's worse than that's taking away their choice I, I i agree that there's no threat involved so coercion might not be the best word for it but it, it is definitely involuntary well let me let me give a, maybe a poor example but say you're in a dorm and a girl comes up to the dorm because maybe they think you're the captain of the basketball team or something and it's actually your roommate and they come in and they have maybe a drink with you or something like that. And then they start coming on to you thinking you're this captain person and then you sleep together. And then they find out the next day that, uh, that you weren't that person. What, what is that? It's not coercion. That's deception. Okay. It's not coercion. Now, deception is there an element of rape in in there? And and what if you didn't know? No, it's not, it's not an element of rape because rape is, is forcible an, sexual it, conduct. It's an issue of consent for sure, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think rape James is forcible is sexual conduct. This is going to be deception, and I don't think there's like if you lie about who you are to get someone to sleep with you, that's not a crime. Like 
that's something where <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting bad, at. you're a bad person but yeah no well, i'm not saying you should do it i was gonna it's not a crime i was gonna call no. out lying a second ago and just saying you know I, I fucking hate lying man like it's it's a it's a bad it's a bad thing to get into the habit of doing and especially when it comes to using it for your advantage like and yeah. you know, it's just a really scumbaggy thing to do and have i don't know it's people people gotta lie less man because it's just not cool and you're never gonna have anybody that close to you think about when... how hard it is to combat lying though because lying is a solution to all of your problems sure until somebody finds out and then and then they put no faith in you after that right but as long as they don't find out you've solved all your problems <sighs> i keep thinking of american beauty where he's outside smoking for the first time i'm ready to go oh i'm in trouble <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know this thing you're talking about. Oh, um, to answer Rosh's comment about Maria uh, asking what we're talking about, um, we started off talking about Matt Gates and the sexual the sex trafficking allegations against him, and now we've morphed into a conversation about coercion, lying, and um, you know, it's really hard for us to sum up what we're talking about at any point during the podcast. <laughs> well, all right. So let's get into some pet peeves because I think these are good. Uh, I got so on a related note, <laughs> on a related note, pet peeves. Um, uh, uh, one of our agents, Emma, came to me and she's like, because I put a, a questionnaire on Instagram. She's like, I gave you a whole bunch. So I'm going to read a few of hers. Um, and then there's a handful of other ones that came in. Feel free to add some if you guys want. Uh, and so we got driving slow in uh, in the fast lane. But what about people that ride your ass when you're when you're doing a speed limit in the regular lane? Um, because I think just go around. They should. Yeah. But, but like, what the fuck? You know, the, the, them right. The issue is them being on your ass. Like, dude, like depends, just, d- depends on the street, because if they are having to take a right turn, maybe they can't. Maybe uh, they that, have to that, stay in that. Well, fair enough. But but the, uh, that happens to me all the time on the highway coming home because. Yeah. Like it's the traffic's reasonably heavy still all, all the way out here a, away from the city. But, you know, I can't always get around somebody in time for the exit, but I don't ride their ass because that's a dickish thing to do. And I could see how that could be a, a pet peeve. Um, and and how then, much time is it really costing you? 10 or 15 seconds? Dude, that time adds up. That time adds up. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then I got no signals, which was a pretty common one in our original pet peeve episode, people signaling, um, that, you know, I'm, I'm not a great signaler when to me, the move seems obvious, but I do try to convey my future actions to other people on the road. So I get, I get that, um, loud chewers that drives me nuts. Oh, um, the sound of people eating is awful. Now, but the, I have to draw a line. If you're eating something crunchy, no, that there has to be some allowance. Really, really. Well, crunchy, yeah, because you can't really do anything about. It, but it's the oh, that's uh, terrible. Chewing with your mouth open, that's terrible. Uh, but I, it, I, I, it's do what you can to try and make your eating as quiet as possible within reason. Dad was bad about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, my former roommate was also bad about that and so but then i got i got the next one uh, jason is a is a pet peeve incarnate <laughs> <laughs> all right so the next one i got is bad manners uh in general and i feel like it's too broad it, it is but here's here's i was like that's actually a really good one because manners are not really taught anymore like how one the parents don't know manners just general manners and it's not being taught anywhere. Nobody's going to like these finishing schools anymore. It's not being taught at home. People rarely eat at a dining table. Your parents Who goes to a finishing school. Well, they still have that in the South. They still have that. Yeah. They... I'm here. Very, very weird. But I think that could be really good for certain people. And the thing is like, yes, yeah, some of that's going out the door and like society, you know, it's changed, you know, culture is changing a little bit around that. But like try going on a date like it, it, it's gonna bite you in the ass in in certain instances um you know I, I i just think everybody should read a book on manners uh and just be kind of aware of some general 
manners, especially when it comes to eating in restaurants. Uh, I'd love, I, I, if anybody is a waiter um, who's listening to us right now and has seen some bad manners, I would, I'd love to hear about that. I know it's kind of a general question, but I'd love to hear about some infractions you've, you've seen of some dickish people that just don't well, have very good manners. One of the biggest ones is just being a dick to your server. Oh, that is literally the next one on my list. People who are rude to their servers. It's, it, but it's, it's a, it's really observable thing that people don't realize that the person waiting on them or the bartender or the host or the person cleaning is just another person just like them. And they, get through the back. and they treat them like a lesser person, which I think is a really, oh, I, I got a good one on that actually. Uh, I was at Hudson Yards yesterday, and it didn't happen to me yesterday, but but Hudson Yards is this new establishment. There's basically like a shopping mall downstairs, uh, and it's got like all these super high-end stores. So we're like pinecone-looking building, right? That's, yeah, like an upside down. It's called The Vessel, but it looks like a honeycomb. That's uh, a stupid name. Yeah, it, The Vessel is a stupid name. And they've closed it down because people keep jumping off of it and committing suicide. <laughs> Fucking... I'm like laughing at that, (laughs) but (laughs) well, it's it's just it's a tall establishment, and people are jumping off. Like there's lots of high places you could jump off of. I guess I don't know. People just want to do it there. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at a picture right now. It does look actually pretty ideal. (laughs) (laughs) And and Uh, what better place to do it? Now, now we sound like dicks for laughing, but I mean, if you're trying, if you're considering suicide, don't do it. No, don't fucking do suicide. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, they do it at Hudson Yards, the brand new billion-dollar mixed-use complex. <laughs> no, but it also you know fucks up everybody else's day who wants to climb up. It does. It really does. So, and among other things, but uh, you know what I was getting at is when you go to an expensive store and the people there treat you like shit, which is a. Uh, you know, in New York City, there's there's you know a decent number of times that I've been in some really nice stores, and uh, there's been times I've walked in and I could afford to buy pretty much anything I want off the shelves, and there's been other times where I'm like, "Fuck, I'm, I'm in the wrong place." But well, that's pretty woman, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. She it? goes into the sh- there's a scene. She goes into the shop. They look at her. She's like, "Oh, we're not going to help you." And then she comes back the next day with like all kinds of money. And it's like, you didn't help me yesterday. Fuck you. uh, Oh, here's a good one from Rush. Um, People, what about sending food back at a restaurant? uh, I think that's acceptable. uh, Do it politely. I think I've sent food back maybe once or twice ever. And it's got to be like the wrong, like way wrong. I mean, if if they brought you the wrong dish, that's one thing. If, if it like your steak isn't cooked to temperature, but like it's close or I've seen people send like three or four wine bottles back, you know, and they, they bring you the wine, they pour it, they open it for your table and they go. It's a spectrum for sure. It, uh, of, of them just doing it because they, they, they like the, the routine of just saying, I'm going to fuck with this guy's day. It's just, you know, yeah, it's just, they it's, get a kick out of it. It's just somebody's way of being on top. And, and like, dude if that's if that's how you're getting on top fuck you man like i get it if the wine tastes like it's sour but for the most part like you're probably not a connoisseur it's probably Um, not off there if you can back me up on this one like as we've both worked in food and bev so when when i was a server and a bartender primarily a bartender and every once in a while like when people would send food back or whatever i'd be able to look at it and see because every once in a while the kitchen would make a mistake and so yeah. I kind of look at it and be like, all right, th- no, this does need to go back. And when you explain it to the kitchen, you be like, hey, th- this is not what it was supposed to be. Though, like the kitchen's not going to be upset about that one. Servers, bartenders aren't going to be upset if you're being reasonable. But if you're sending something back that's perfectly good because for either you didn't know what you ordered. That's the huge one. That's a pet peeve of you yeah, fucked up. Yeah. And now, now I have to fix your problem. I get it's service industry, but still, that right. Uh, so, like, if you ordered something and it was prepared correctly, and you just don't like it because you you screwed, like you screwed up yourself in terms of ordering something that you ended up not liking, like, no, you don't get to send it back. And also, if it was fine, and you're just being super picky about things, because again, we're there to serve you and to make the best experience possible, but we have to be reasonable here. And so, 
I would tell you that the times that I had to bring back food that was perfectly fine or whatever, like we didn't mess with your food. You still got clean food coming out on the other side, but we all hated you. Yeah. To quote waiting though, do not fuck with the people that prepare your food. So, so uh, there is a great movie. It's called waiting. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it and there's a decent, decent, not all star, but kind of B list celebrity cast. as part of the movie. And you basically get to witness what happens. Worst case scenario in the kitchen the movie Glory- gets a lot of stuff right it, yeah i mean it's it exaggerated but it's but it's also somewhat <laughs> not as much as you think exactly hey, so hey, hey, hey guys i found this dough here i'm thinking about making calzone <laughs> <laughs> um oh, chef the thing fell on the floor five second rule five second rule go 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 I, a is, lot of yeah a lot of I, you got it that quick otherwise we had to go to the 10 second rule i i watch uh i watch a, a lot of uh this free cable station that just can't came with a samsung tv that we have here and one of them is just the cooking network with uh gordon ramsay where he goes into restaurants and he's just like this is fucking oh. and and a lot of like some gnarly shit happens he uh, gets sick on a few of them yeah so um so raj i got a good one that i want to read the comments that raj is saying like that like you should only send your food back if like there's hair or bugs on it and he's like i worked in restaurants you send food back they spit on it now well, we didn't do that well, but there were times where we really wanted to. That was that was a comment from Doria who said only if there's hair or bugs. Now, I uh, hair doesn't gross me out that much. Like I just move the hair off the food, and I'm yeah, just... I'm not sending unless there's like a ton of it or something. But like, but like if there's, if there's a hair in there, like, I'm not sending the food back. I'll live. I, I, I mean, <laughs> Cody lost a uh, lost a bandaid in a dish at Dig once, and he fell so unbelievably shitty when he saw that sudden back he's like oh my fucking god i can't well, the, the kitchen has pride they want to send out good food yeah yeah we're not we, we we're just line cooks it's this little sports bar and grill up in north charleston and we tried really really hard uh the kitchen manager would let us all create our own specials like one day of the week so hey boswell you want to do the special yeah, awesome. I came up with these really great steak tacos that moved. We cared, even for a teeny little yeah, what, $15 an I mean, hour job like that. A, lo- a lot of the, I mean, if you're working in a kitchen, uh, oftentimes there are other jobs that you could take. Like you're working in a kitchen a lot of times because like you want to you wanna be cooking and you like cooking. So, yeah. you know, there's other, it, wor- working in a kitchen is not easy work. High pressure, fast paced, fucking hot. Physically right? demanding. And and the, usually the pay is not that great. No. So you're, you're doing it because you like cooking. Like that's, your, you know, like that's your thing. There's other jobs you could take. So a lot of, a lot of these guys do care about the food because it's, it's their reputation to, you know, to a degree, but. Um, <laughs> I'm reading Raj's comments. What? <laughs> in the pool and seeing the water change color or the bandit, the bandit in the pool. The, uh, like peeing bandit in the, the pool. pool. Bandit, bandit in the pool you don't have too much control over doesn't really bug me all that much when like, it's kind of chlorinated white i'm gonna avoid it but it's uh people who don't pick up after their dogs that's a pet peeve that's annoying but in the same sense people get super furious about little things like that that they can't control when you're walking down the sidewalk in new york city do you stand there and scream why are you here why didn't someone pick you up like you're you're literally getting yourself worked up over Dude, a pile of poop two things i want to touch on the poop thing you have a comment uh somebody i think else is in in north charleston um david doesn't david who's on the top of the screen if you're watching live doesn't live in north charleston anymore james on the bottom of the screen he lives in charleston not in north charleston the poop thing so this has happened a couple times i've drawn attention to it i think at least to james i've walked out of starbucks and there's been human shit outside there's two entrances the main entrance on seventh avenue basically basically in facing Macy's, the largest retail store uh, in the world, to my understanding, at least there's a big banner that says the largest retail store in the world. Um, and it's facing the entrance. How old to- is that banner? I don't have any idea. I imagine there's probably a bigger store, but the banner's there. But again, this morning, I walked out and I literally almost stepped on a human turd. And, 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 and I kept going. And then like, I'm on the elevator. I'm like, 
I step in pool? <laughs> I, I was like, fucking hey, like, there's no way. There's no way I'm tracking human shit into my office. It's a fucking carpeted office. I was like, one of us pooped. <laughs> I was so mad because I, I didn't really, I saw the turd on the ground. I was like, uh, and it's not like, it's not, it's not dog shit. It's human shit because the homeless, I want to do a, another episode on homelessness and solutions and fucking dealing with it because it's it's getting really yeah, bad. We should now, send them all to the public yard. It's a Hudson Yards. And now that it's and now that we it's uh, <laughs> Yo, now, you have to get tickets to walk up that stupid thing. Yeah, you do. You do. That's um, annoying. But no, the homelessness in New York City is actually it's getting worse <laughs> now that it's Rox's comments are keeping me entertained. <laughs> um all right, let me let me hit a couple more pet peeves, guys. <laughs> Uh, root to waiters. Okay, so here's a good one. When somebody's got their volume up on their phone and they're not wearing headphones, they're just sitting solo, screaming at it. Why? <laughs> or just no, I don't mean walking, con- having the phone call, mean, just doing everything on the speaker. I don't mean in conversation. Yeah, the speaker phone. Sh- the thing is, my arms get really tired. So a lot. I end calls. I'm like, bro, my arm. Like, I can't hold my hand up here anymore. Um, so I get like talking to somebody on speakerphone. I do that sometimes, not at a loud volume. But it's like when somebody's playing a game on their phone or oh, yeah. they or they're listening to I, all the fucking time on the, the subway and the train. I, I see people and hear people uh, listening to music and watching music videos on their phone at full volume with no headphones on. Drives me drives me nuts. Um, why these noise canceling headphones are great because then you can solve the problem for yourself. Yeah, Dude, buy, no, buy yourself a pair. Noise canceling headphones. One of my favorite purchases I ever made, especially when it comes to flying. And one of the products I looked forward to so, so much. At one time, you know, or like this is probably 20 years ago uh, when the Bose noise canceling headphones first came out and I was in the airport and they had this big Bose setup and uh, I put the headphones on and literally the noise just disappeared from the airport. It was the coolest thing ever. And then I couldn't afford them for the longest fucking time. And then one time I had a couple of cocktails at an airport bar waiting on a flight past the, the like best buy machine with all the products in it that are like exact retail price plus tax. Yeah. They, they, they do a good job. It's actually a really, but people, but people on vacation, people on vacation spend fucking money. I don't, people like fly to New York city and then go to these bullshit stores and buy hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, hundreds to thousands of dollars not hundreds of thousands of dollars but probably if they're going to the expensive ones people spend so much money on vacation it's it's a yeah. weird mindset um, it is it, it's well weird. it's also if you're a foreign then like it's it's you just play, let's play money and say like, this isn't real money dude that's a, that's definitely that's, uh, there's a good aspect of that there's a good aspect go, of that. going out drinking in spain is dangerous because you have all the euro coins and you go out with 10 coins and you're, you're giving them out because it feels like a quarter like oh shit that was a two pound coin that was three bucks Fuck. yeah um we were playing <laughs> yeah, exactly. quarter- the first night that we ever went out in spain we were playing quarters on a bar table and we were just using whatever coins we had in our pockets and it was dark we were at the back of the bar so like if we missed a shot or whatever it fell on the floor sometimes we'd pick him up other times they would get lost we probably spent more on the floor than we did on drinks <laughs> that's fucking i know it's made i spent more time on the floor <laughs> Uh, all right, we're we're running we're we're running low on time. Uh, I got I want to run through a couple more last minute cancelers, people who cancel minute last cancel minute cancel plans last minute. Um, I I think that's really shitty because the other person is ba- you just fucked the other person for whatever amount of time they were planning to be spending with you. So because now they can't do anything else because they blocked out that time. Dude, just overall flakiness is a huge pet peeve, and that's because you, James, and I are all some of the most loyal people that I know. Of if I were to call either of you and say I need something right now, you less so because I haven't talked to you in too too long. But if I were to call James, he'd drop whatever he had to, to do. But also, I asked if I said I was going to do it, I'd fucking do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, somebody told me a while back, and they were quoting somebody else, but. Uh, they were trying to get a hold of somebody for permitting or something in New York City. And he's like, I know you're probably busy, but someone once told me, if you want somebody done, ask the busiest person you know. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Uh, and, and we managed it. We managed to actually, like, I was probably not the right person for the job, although maybe I was, but I got a hold of a bunch of people 
got in touch with the person that was responsible for permitting whatever it was managed to work it out um i disagree with that because like if someone were to ask me to have something done right now with it being tax season and moving it or whatever someone was like can you do this i'm like no it'll have to wait like but if david if david told you he needed something you probably would do it I, I, I might tell him that it would have to wait a week and a half depends it depends on what it was and the urgency six, of the request six days. um I, all right i got i got three more uh bringing a bottle to a party and then taking it with you when you leave uh i get that one and that, that goes to your manners one from earlier well, that's, too, it's, just that's, not, that's it's something so, you don't do but some pe- i think james and i had that issue uh when we were way younger i was like you're not supposed to do that man but you don't know that if you know, you're like oh that's mine and and also there's a lot of parties where it's byob so um like you know it, 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 there's some crossing of lines there uh, uh, let's see. Expect pets to behave as humans. Uh, Rosh is, is listening to us on this one. Um, one of my pet peeves is talking to people as if you are your pet. So, like you're you're using your your fake voice. Rosh probably does this. He probably he's probably hating me right now. Uh, <laughs> but Rosh knows my feeling on on pets. Um, and then and then the last one I got, which is that's a probably, that's a pet pet peeve. That's a pet pet peeve. Um, and then the uh, the last one, which probably needs to be opened up a little more, but we won't. We'll, we'll end on this. Is fear mongering marketing, which uh, I could see how that could be a pet peeve because it's it's used a lot. And she was talking about beauty supplies, um, and it, I kind of get that. I do like the infomercials where they're just trying to do the most basic thing of like hammering in a nail, and then she takes it like wax like six inches over. Like, you are trying. Where did the soda go? <laughs> Did you ever go on that subreddit? No. Uh, all right, guys. I'll, I'll, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll bring up where did the soda go next episode because I don't know what James is talking about, but I'd like to. Um, you guys on Zoom, stick around on Zoom. Uh, everybody else, thank you for joining us. Uh, Doria, uh, thank you on James' behalf for the compliments of his new setup. We're going to get him with the bar in the background uh, soon. And uh, Rosh Stanline. Thank you guys for joining. If you don't already subscribe to Sip Talk Podcast on YouTube, uh, please go to YouTube, type in my name, Justin DeGiulio, or just type in Sip Talk. You will find the podcast. Uh, also on audio podcast, all the platforms. Check us out. Like us. Give us some stars. We appreciate that. You help us grow. We're doing this because it's fun. Um, but we'd like to have a greater reason to do this as well. So thank you guys for joining. We will catch you later. Adios. All right, homies, you made it to the end. Thank you for joining us. If you do not, please subscribe to Sip Talk Podcast on the audio platforms and on YouTube. We greatly, greatly appreciate it, and we love interacting with you guys. So thank you again, and I will see you soon. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.